Hey friends, as we are deep into the fall here, you know and I know that it is hard to grow your church, especially as we all come out of this pandemic into an ever-changing culture. But I know you desperately want to. The reason why you listen to this podcast is because you want to impact people. You believe that your church can still grow. That's why 5-2 created a guide that will lead you through five surprisingly easy steps to create a church today that's a blessing in the community. A church that people want to be a part of, a church that is growing. The good news is you don't need to do it all by yourself. In this guide, our friends at 5-2 walk you through a proven process to find the right group of people who will help you carry the load and bring growth to your ministry. You'll be relieved. People will be helped. Your church will grow. Five twos uh, have really helped hundreds of pastors find and mobilize their leaders for growth. Download this guide today at five, that's F-I-V-E-T-W-O, five2.com forward slash leaders for a step-by-step proven process to help uh, you get the right leaders on board. You'll get Five surprisingly easy steps to mobilize your congregation. Again, that's 52.com. That's spelled out 52.com forward slash leaders. Stop wondering how to grow your congregation in this world today, this fall, this winter, next spring, and find ways to mobilize leaders uh, in as little as five weeks. Just go to 52.com forward slash leaders today. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. And today is no exception. Excited for today's conversation. Got Pastor Stonemeyer from the Bridge Church. This is a fantastic church with currently two locations in Tennessee, God's favorite part of the country. Uh, currently looking at working on a third one. Super excited about that. This church was founded in 2004, is one of the fastest growing churches in the country. Stone's the executive pastor there. Uh, excited to have you uh, on the podcast. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Rich. Excited to be here. Oh, this will be good. I'm really looking forward to it. Why don't you tell us a bit about the church? Kind of give us a, a bit of a, a taste of the church. Tell us about the makeup, uh, your multi-site. Love to hear a little bit more about that. Tell us tell us about uh, the bridge. Yeah, man. So uh, we were planted, like you mentioned, back in 2004 in a small little living room down here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we came down here, uh, and this was before even my time at the church, uh, we realized that especially in this region, um, a lot of people, maybe probably us included, were overchurched and underdospeled, mm. oh, and we realized that a lot of people, uh, especially those that maybe have rejected Christ, hadn't necessarily re- maybe they had just rejected a false Christ that was presented to them, and so mm. we just had a heart, man, to to preach the real gospel of Jesus and mm-hmm. to uh, man create a place where people felt safe and could come exactly as they are. And know that mm-hmm. Jesus loves them exactly as they are, but too much to let them stay that way, right? And so, mm-hmm. love, it, love uh, it, man. Yeah, dude. So, uh, planted back in 2004, the church has been going yep. for 17 years now, and 
you know, we've gone from living rooms to meeting in school cafeterias, school auditoriums, you know, the drill <laughs> set up, yes. tear down portable. Uh, and now, man, we're blessed with a, with a permanent location uh, here in Spring Hill. And we also have a portable location down in Columbia, Tennessee, and then working on our third location. So uh, yeah, fantastic. man, it's a great church. Yeah, I love this. And I love the, your heart for wanting to see people take steps you know, closer to Christ to really find, uh, you know, I think sometimes people uh, can, I think, have this like weird sense of like false, like, oh, it's got to be easy. That's in the Bible, the buckle of the Bible belt. And that's just not true. Like your church is reaching people and it's it's hard work and it's hard to see people, t- you know, to be transformed by the gospel. And so, uh, so mm-hmm. excited to learn from you guys today and to lean in and to hear more. Tell us a little bit about your multi-site journey. What is your, so you've got two locations now, looking at three. Give us a kind of a mm. sense of how, what do you mean when you say multi-site? What does that look like in the various locations? Yeah, man. I mean, we really believe that it's best to uh, serve and to minister and to love people in your community. And so what we, re- mm-hmm. we realize is, you know, the bridge going from, you know, 10 people in a living room to nearly 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, we had people driving 45 minutes over an hour and a half sometimes from all mm-hmm. over the greater Nashville area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been in Spring Hill, Tennessee, just a little uh, frame of reference for those that aren't around here. We're about 35 minutes south of Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so the city just north of us is Franklin, Tennessee, which you yes. may have heard of. Yep. Uh, very, very nice area, an area that a lot of people uh, uh, live in. It's a great area. Mm-hmm. I love Franklin. Mm-hmm. And so uh, initially we thought, okay, well, we want to get closer to the city center, right? If we can get mm. closer to the city center, get to Nashville, man, that's where we're going to take the gospel of Jesus and change culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were gearing up, getting ready to go to Franklin. And we started to look and realize that we had uh, over 300 families that were driving up from south of us, from oh, wow. more rural Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in, in Columbia, which is about 45, maybe 50 minutes from from Nashville. Hmm. And man, after just praying and seeking the Lord, um, and we just felt like, man, we, we need to go where the Holy Spirit is moving, like where God is Absolutely. drawing people. Yeah. And so rather than just trying to follow our plans, uh, we just prayed and we felt like the Holy Spirit was leading us to Columbia, Tennessee. And so, uh, yeah, Love man, that. so we, we planted down there about uh, three and a half years ago. We just celebrated mm-hmm. three years of that, that campus. Mm-hmm. And so planted there, and then, um, yeah, man, we're, we, we are still planning on launching in Franklin, which we're excited about, uh, but man, just <laughs> nice. to see the stories of how God is reaching people in Columbia, man, it's been, it's been incredible. So that's, that's a little yeah, bit of our journey. Oh, I love that story of like, Hey, we thought we were going in this direction and it would appear like the Lord was taking us in a different direction. <laughs> that sounds like that. ministry. That sounds like, ministry. yeah, I was going to say that feels very, uh, I've had a few of those in the multi-site journey where we're like, yes. no, let's go here. And then it's like, no, actually it seems like the Lord's opening something else up. That's, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, you know, we're a big fan of multi-site here at Unseminary. We talk a lot about it. And one of the things that we run into all the time is is really this whole area. There's lots of different kind of topics that come up. I know one of the things we talked about ahead of time, I'm excited to learn from you. Mm. Uh, but one of the things that we run into is this whole issue of particularly the musical worship portion of what we do and how it's... Uh, such a critical piece of what happens in our services. It's typically mm. that front end. It's the, you know, it's the first 15, 20 minutes. And it's maybe not as easy to replicate as teaching in, in lots of churches. If you're, are, do you guys use video teaching in your locations? Are you using like a video model? Or what does that look like? Yeah, it's a hybrid model. So sometimes yep. it is live teaching. Sometimes it is, uh, it's, it's broadcast. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so outside of teaching, uh, you know, the the musical worship or the worship portion of the service is is a significant component of what happens on the weekends. Can you talk us through uh, what does that look like in your current locations? How are you trying to drive towards similarity? What do you do with regional flair? How does all that work? Um, and then what are some of those kind of problems that you've had to overcome in this area as we've looked mm. to go into multiple locations? Oh, dude, fantastic question. Um well, uh, the first thing I'll say is unlike uh, video preaching, the music is never on video, <laughs> right. nor would yes. I recommend that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and good so call. we do always have musicians in the room and uh, especially being in the greater Nashville area. Yes, we are blessed uh, with mm. some incredible musicians in this area, uh, but it's also a blessing and a curse, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the majority of people that are musicians in this area do it for a living. And uh, what we've seen uh, both at the bridge and I think uh, any church in this area can relate, honestly, probably most churches can relate to this, is that is uh, it's impossible to have great worship or great music without paying musicians. Mm. And uh, uh, coming, I came to the bridge about six years ago. Mm -hmm. And whenever I came here, you know, small team, about 15, 20 people serving on worship and production. And it was that it was kind of like you said, probably like most churches. Um, mm-hmm. It was you. You've got your you know your worship pastor, your worship leader, who's who's paid mm-hmm. on stage, and then you're paying you know your drummer. You bring in. You're paying your bass player. You're paying your keys player, music director, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I every I'm not saying that what we do is right and what other people do is wrong. And it's <laughs> it's it is sure. all across the board. People have different convictions. For us, mm-hmm. for me personally, um, Ephesians four just really hits home with me. And if you read in, I believe it's verse 11, 12, something like that, where it talks about um, how God has raised up apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, shepherds, etc., uh, to equip the saints for the work of ministry or for works of service. Mm-hmm. And man, I, we love to do that through our connections team, through coffee team, parking team. But man, we wanted to take that to the worship team as well. And mm, so cool. I think oftentimes what we'll do is we'll think that uh, worship, especially the church I think sometimes we think church is a presentation, mm. uh, but it's so much more than a presentation. Church is right. people. It's people. Yes. And so, yeah. man, we we wanted to raise up people like dads and moms mm. and professional musicians and songwriters and artists and creative creators. Yes. And creatives, yes. Uh, all on stage, man. And we wanted to put put our people up on stage to help lead God's people in worship because we've all been given gifts, and mm-hmm. we'd be doing a disservice to the kingdom of God if we aren't allowing our people to stand up and to minister to our people and use their gifts. And so, hmm. uh, man, it's been really incredible. So we've, uh, we have an all volunteer worship team. Uh, as a matter of fact, like, while we do have paid staff, paid worship mm-hmm. pastors, and obviously our executive mm-hmm. pastor, that's a ministry area that I help oversee and lead that team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But man, probably 40 to 50% of Sundays, uh, every person that's on stage leading worship is a volunteer. <laughs> Wow, which is wow. really cool across both locations, both Columbia and and Spring Hill. So okay, this, so this is the, I'm really looking forward to diving into this. We were talking before beforehand. This is one of those areas I feel like we bump into all the time. I've bumped mm. into it in my own leadership. It, it feels like a great temptation, particularly early on, because it it feels like mm. gosh, there's no way we're going to be able to get the kind of quality that we need to get. Uh, unless we pay people, yeah. now it's it's amazing to me, and it interesting that you know in a world that you're in uh where obviously there's obviously a, you know a lot of music folks 
in your region, I have heard it. Ju- I've heard it justified. The paying of musical folks has been justified under the "Hey, you're not going to be able to get the quality mm. that you need to get unless you pay people." How mm. are you tackling that? How are you able to ensure that you're delivering what you're able to deliver and still do it with uh, with volunteers? Yeah, man, that, that's that's fantastic. I, I'll first say that, man, it it is a risk. It is definitely sure. a risk to have volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing too with paying people is if it's not up to your level or to your standard, <laughs> you don't have to pay them anymore and they'll stop coming right. and then you can get yes. somebody else and you can level up. <laughs> um, and so what, what we've done, man, a, a couple years ago as we began to cast this vision around service and around mm-hmm. volunteers and around mm-hmm. equipping the saints for the work of ministry, um, I think that the first thing, it's almost going to seem a little counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. what we wanted to do was to raise the standard of excellence with volunteers. And so uh, I think oftentimes what we'll do is, oh man, we don't have enough volunteers. So what we need to do is lower the standard. So true. Seems like, right? If I lower the standard, I'll get more volunteers. Get more people. Yeah. Really the opposite is true. If you raise the standard, you're going to get more volunteers, right? And so Mm -hmm. uh, let let me, let me talk about that. So Mm -hmm. uh, if I've got a great, uh, if I, if I need a great bass player, Mm-hmm. the easiest way to get a great bass player is to have a great drummer because <laughs> mm. <laughs> great players <laughs> love to serve with great players. Yes. And there's yep. nothing more frustrating. If you've ever attended a rehearsal for my creative people that are listening, uh, <laughs> there's nothing more frustrating than uh, being a musician. And you've got a drummer back there who uh, mm-hmm. can't play to a click and they're all over the place. And that just messes everybody else up. And so what we did, man, is we were like, okay, we'll scale down a little bit. We'll take one step back to take two steps forward. Mm, and so good. we scaled down and we're like, man, we're, we're going to put people up here who aren't just excellent in their proficiency, but they mm. also have great spiritual leadership as well. Mm. And we narrowed it down to, man, who are the people that meet those two criteria? And we began to rebuild the team. And for <laughs> us, that meant going from like 20 volunteers to 15, you know, <laughs> it's oh, not wow. like we had yes. a, a growth ton. by subtraction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, early on, it didn't look like we were doing a great job. Uh, I'll sure. go ahead and say that. Uh, but now, uh, man, we got over 120 volunteers and all of wow. them are, uh, yeah, it's, uh, almost too many at, at some, sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's incredible, man. And we got great community <laughs> and great leaders. And yeah, man, I think whenever you begin to raise that standard and, and honestly, just to make a gospel application, uh, <laughs> You know, whenever Jesus left heaven's throne and came and, you know, uh, died for us and rose again for us, he didn't go, man, God's standard is so high. What mm. I've got to do is come down and lower it so that people can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, good and call. so in the same yeah. way, man, I, I think even with, you know, our worship team, it's not, oh, okay, man, it's, it's too difficult to be on the stage because our excellence bar is too high. So we need to lower it so we can get more volunteers. Man, actually, what... what you, I think you can make an argument that Jesus actually even raised it. That's like, man, you right. you say don't right. commit adultery, but I say if you've even think, thought about it in your heart, you've committed sin. And so for us, we uh, we wanted to raise the standard, but we also wanted to create a way, a platform, a development pipeline so that people could reach mm-hmm. that standard so that we could bring them along up to that level. Let, let's talk about that. Because one of the things I've heard and I've seen um, when we've hired musicians is theoretically it's like okay we're gonna do these are the songs we're doing this weekend and uh those people show up to something whether it's a a a rehearsal or or it could be just even sound check on sunday morning or the weekend 
um, knowing all that, and they theoretically have these songs nailed. So how are you... Uh, raising the standard. What does that practically look like from like a rehearsal point of view and from like a, wh- how, what are you kind of in doing to it to kind of communicate to your volunteers? Hey, here's the standard that we're attempting, uh, yeah. you know, to hit. Yeah. So he- here's our bread and butter, man. Like this yep. is, uh, if I could tell every church to do this, I, I would. <laughs> and so okay. I'm going to. Good, good. Uh, what we have is we have a program here called DVLP. DVLP. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're creatives, so that's just basically a cool way to spell develop. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yes. And yes, so DVLP it. is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do is, so our, we have midweek rehearsals, uh, which mm-hmm. are on Thursdays from 7 to 8.30, a 90-minute rehearsal, which includes sound check and setup. Uh, before rehearsal from 6 to 7 is when DVLP happens. Mm-hmm. And what DVLP is, is it happens three times a year. It's about 12 weeks long. And anybody that's new that is interested in serving hops into DVLP first and they go through this 12 week uh, process, this 12 week development leadership pipeline, if you will. Mm -hmm. And what it looks like is, uh, man, there's one week where we're teaching everybody what it looks like to use in-ears, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Man, there's plenty of great musicians out there that have only played with floor wedges and they're like, yes, that stresses me out. And I think sometimes, especially on a Sunday, man, we'll, we'll set people up to fail by going, mm. oh, you're fantastic. Why don't you serve on a Sunday? And you just throw them into the deep end. And yeah, of course, it's going to be a, uh, a disaster because you haven't set them mm-hmm. up for success. And so we want to give mm-hmm. people, yeah, about 12 weeks to go through this process to learn what it looks like to, to build their in-ears and not even just competencies or practicals. Uh, we want people to catch our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Culture Love is so, something that's way more caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we want people to meet our team, to meet to meet our worship leaders, to meet our bass coaches and our keys coaches and our vocal coaches. And uh, that's something really key about DVLP is it is not run by our staff. Uh, mm-hmm. Our staff helps facilitate it, but it is 100% volunteer run. And so what I mean by that is uh, we'll go up there. So kind of like a, what, a, what a night looks like. Uh, everyone will come in. We'll do it. At, you know, we'll do a sound check. Um, and I think right now we've got about 12 people that are in DVLP this season. So you've got a couple vocalists, mm-hmm. you've got a drummer, you've got a bass player. We may or may not have an electric guitar player. And so the coach may, may be playing electric. Um, and we'll do a sound check and then we'll run through two songs. And so we'll do a song mm-hmm. and, and they'll mm-hmm. do it. And of course, they've all got the resources over a month in advance. So they've all been practicing. But mm-hmm. we'll run through the song. And then after it, uh, all of our volunteer coaches, we've got, like I said, a drum coach, electric guitar coach, vocal coach, et cetera. So about six or seven coaches in the room, they will come up and coach the person who is going through DVLP. Wow. Okay. And okay. So, so I, I, yeah. so, uh, I know you've got a lot you want to talk about here, but I got like 12 questions. <laughs> so uh, the, first of all, this is amazing. And we've got a great handout, a playbook handout that we're going to give you folks. Cause I know your people are like trying to take notes here. We'll get a lot of this written down. You'll be able to download in our show notes. But so if I'm a, so I'm a drummer, but, but I'm not actually a drummer, but let's say I was a drummer. You, you can I, be a drummer, Rich. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. My son's a drummer. He's actually a really good drummer. But um, so um, have I auditioned before DVLP? Have I, have I tried That's to, get, do I have to show some sort of level of proficiency in my area? What does that look like? How do I get into DVLP? Yeah, that's great, man. So, and, and I would say too, man, people don't want to feel like they're a part of a process. They do sure, not want to sure. feel like they're a part of a process and getting automated emails. And so we yep. try to make this as organic as possible. And so yep. uh, while we do have like our 101, 201 type class for new members and everything, and from mm-hmm. there they can sign up for a volunteer team. Oftentimes we'll get a lot of people from that. 
but mm-hmm. uh, it'll also come up just from conversations. Maybe there's a guitar player in our church who okay. goes, man, you need to talk to this person. And so it often starts with just a coffee. And right. so 45 minutes, an hour over coffee, getting to know the person. Uh, we'll have them fill out a short little form um, mm-hmm. where we just get to know like, man, okay, what's their relationship with Jesus look like? Um, mm-hmm. What's their uh, what's their competency level, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they'll fill a little form. And then after that, um, you know, we'll talk with them. They'll, they will do, a, we call it an evaluation, uh, just because yes. we like to get away from audition language. <laughs> sure. Good call. Uh, good call. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. So we call it an evaluation just because again, we are in Nashville. So there's entertainment mm-hmm. culture here. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, so they'll go through it, an evaluation, which is, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then we'll mm-hmm. talk with them. And then, um, you know, probably 75% of the time people will hop into DVLP. Uh, okay. DVLP is not music lessons. And so that's really right. key. It's not, mm-hmm. oh man, you really want to start learning how to play keys? Hop into DVLP. Uh, right. Or man, okay. Well, like oftentimes we'll have, you know, uh, a vocalist that, uh, you know, does an evaluation and man, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't need to be singing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No one's told mm-hmm. them, <laughs> but they don't need to be singing. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll do is we've kind of got a rule here. We never tell anybody no. We just tell people not yet. And so mm-hmm. what we'll say is, hey, right now we don't feel like this is, uh, this is the best time for you to hop in. We see a few areas of growth for you. And so not yet. What we want to do is we want to schedule another evaluation six months from now. And here, here's a few different teachers that teach vocal lessons that we'd love to recommend you. And we'll even pay half of your vocal lessons. What? Uh, oh my to, goodness. Wow. To this day, to this day, Rich, we have never seen anybody take us up on that. Never. Really? Never take oh us up on it. Wow. And so, they just go somewhere uh, else. <laughs> yeah, they just go, yeah, go somewhere else or we get them connected with another ministry team. And that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way, a little, little free tip uh, what, on that form that we ask people to fill out. We ask them, hey, if the worship team is not a good fit for you or production team is not a good fit for you, what's another team that you'd like to serve on? Oh, uh, so I love that. that. Preloading that conversation right up from the beginning. Pre- hey, this may not. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. Well, I, I love that. That's a great question? tip there. Yeah. That did. I love that. And I love that. Um, providing a, uh, Hey, like, here's a great step, you know, Hey, you should take, here's a lesson. Here's a guitar lesson. Here's a, you know, even my own, uh, my own wife who, so she early, this is like when she was in their twenties, she was like learning to play the guitar and was at this ministry and she was learning to play the guitar because she was hoping to lead worship one day. And, uh, she said to one of the worship guys, like, Hey, I'd love to like be the fourth guitar at some point. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll just kind of be in the background cause she was trying to learn. And this guy, he was a great leader, good guy, but just kind of fumbled that whole transaction was like, yeah, like you're not good enough to play. Literally, you're not good enough to play. And that was such a defeating thing for her. She was like, oh, like, I, and she didn't even think she was. She was like, I'm still mm-hmm. learning. Um, and actually she gave up guitar and was like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't, mm. but having someone who would have said like, hey, this maybe isn't for you now, take you know, take some lessons, maybe keep going. It was yeah. such a better way to go. Yeah, so, absolutely. so DVLP there, it's this 12 week process. I love that you've got those coaches. How, tell me more about those coaches. Where are those coaches coming from? Yeah. Who are those people? Um, and what would that kind of, you know, I, I get it. I can see how you're like meeting ahead of time. And then we're actually going to run through some songs. What does that look like? How are those coaches actually engaging with people through DVLP? Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, I think there is, uh, maybe even just a preconceived notion that, okay, in order to be a coach, that's our best uh, musicians Mm. or those are our best vocalists. Uh, No doubt they have, their competency is very high. They got chops. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, They got chops. Yeah, exactly. But they're also very pastoral and they know how to train and teach and develop people. And so, and we Mm. also, uh, whenever we're onboarding new coaches, 
mm-hmm. we will actually meet with them one-on-one <laughs> to do training and to help them like teach them how to coach basically. Mm-hmm. And so probably the biggest thing, man, is, uh, you know, our, our motto here is, you know, while the world says, Hey, become a King and then we'll give you a crown. Our motto here is give someone a crown and watch them become a King. Uh, or oh, queen, so or queen, if you will. <laughs> and so uh, what we do, man, is our, our coaches, their primary role is not to go up there and tell the, tell the players or tell the people in DVLP everything that they did wrong. Their primary role is to go up there and to uh, encourage them, to help them believe in themselves, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to give them confidence. But then also mm-hmm. to lead with questions like, hey, so what did you think about that? What, what could have been better? Right, right. Um, I think one of the hallmarks of our team is that there's not an ego on our team. And if there is, mm. we will squash it. And that's one of the beautiful <laughs> things about DVLP is you get to see, if you ask someone the question like, hey, what, what could you have done better? You mm. get to see like, are they going, ah, nothing, I'm, I'm pretty great. <laughs> yes, or are they going, I nailed actually, it. I, I think I could have done this better. I think I could have done this better, you know, et cetera. Mm. And, and so often what we see is typically the people that are the best. Like so, so for example, even uh, I man, we've got professional musicians who play with. I could list some names, some artists that everybody would know on mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. Uh, that play mm-hmm. for those caliber of of, of artists. Uh, even those people have gone through DVLP, and those are the people that love and respect it the most right, because they right, come right, in right. and they go, "Oh my gosh, this is incredible!" And I see what this can do, not just for me, but for anybody that goes through this process. Anyone that goes and onboards onto this team. And so oftentimes those people are the most passionate about it and they actually become coaches. (laughs) Right. And so it gives a place for those most competent and for those leaders. It gives them an opportunity to step up and lead and to serve. So, yeah. So good. And then is, what is the, the process? Is there like, what happens kind of at the end of DVLP? So I've gone through this, I get back, back to the drummer example. I've, I've been through this. I've, I've, uh, learned that, you know, maybe I, I need to, you know, I need to improve this way. I need to, and, I, and yeah. I come out the other end. What does that look like? What does kind of the end of DVLP look like? Yeah. From there. So whenever we reach the end, we just do personal evaluations with each person that, that uh, yep. went through DVLP, kind of see where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. for probably the majority there, they'll actually graduate DVLP and begin serving on a, either a Sunday team for adults or for young adults mm-hmm. or for student ministry on Wednesday nights. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so they'll begin serving on a team. Um, some people actually come back through and want to coach in DVLP. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we've also, our, our whole team, we've just, one of our values is development. It is learning mm-hmm. and curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes we'll have people, um, man, we got a guy right now who's an incredible bass player and mm-hmm. he's a pretty good electric guitar player. And so he came mm-hmm. to us and was like, Hey, could I, could I be scheduled on electric guitar? Uh, uh, even better, could I go through DVLP for electric guitar? This is oh, a bass player it. who's been on our team for like three years. He's incredible. <laughs> and so right now he's in DVLP on electric guitar. So it's it's cool. So we've kind of got this culture of, man, I, I want to grow. I want to um, I, I want to reach my God-given potential. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's cool. And it's just community, man. People want to be around. People want to be yeah, around the community. Let's talk more about that. I know uh, sometimes it can be said that, you know, leading creatives is like trying to herd cats, trying to get people to kind of plugged into community. And like, it's so personal, like this is different. This area is different than handing out bulletins or handing out programs or being a guy in the parking lot. Like it's mm-hmm. so personal. People take yeah. it so personal and that can sometimes inject strange you know, feelings and all that that comes up. What do you do to try to foster a real positive serving culture once mm. people are actually serving on, uh, you know, the worship teams there? Mm. Man, well, I, I'd say one of the first things is, man, I, it, it does begin with culture and it begins with what we say. Mm. 
Um, mm-hmm. One of the things you'll, if you came around the bridge, you would hear us say all the time is that we do not take ourselves seriously at all. The gospel, we mm-hmm. take incredibly seriously, but ourselves mm-hmm. not at all. And so, <laughs> man, I, I am the first as uh, executive pastor now, I am a former worship leader. And mm-hmm. so uh, um, the uh, we used to have this board actually on the wall. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is a good idea or not. So let, let me know. <laughs> you can counsel me a little bit. Sure. But we used to have this board on the wall. It was called the failing forward board. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anytime a mistake was made, anytime a catastrophic mistake was made, uh, mm-hmm. someone would go and it, the person who made that mistake would go and like write it up like uh, like. It just became almost like these, and like each mistake had a name, right? Yes, and, yes. And, and Rich, my name was up there the most. <laughs> right. My name was up there Love the that. most. And so we just yep. have this culture of like, man, like, yes, we want to strive for excellence, obviously. Mm-hmm, uh, but at the mm-hmm. same time, we're going to make mistakes. We're a church. My, yes, oh my goodness, yes. we're a church. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. And we should be able to laugh at those. And then, yeah. honestly, as we remember those mistakes, we're able to learn from them and not make them again. <laughs> mm, so so that, good. That's what we did, man. It's just uh, just going, okay, hey, let's let's not take ourselves too seriously. Um, yep. Man, we're just here to worship Jesus. And yeah, we're going to flub. We're going we're gonna to mess up. We're gonna, there's going to be a song so in 3-4 that we're going to start in 6-8. And it's going to be totally <laughs> just fall on its face. And that, by the way, that I did that. <laughs> so, Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love yeah, that. man. So yeah, we just don't want to Dude, I love that. I, I know. I, I'm pretty sure. And so this was years ago at Crossroads in Cincinnati. You know, one of the largest churches in the country, arguably yep. one of the most innovative churches. Yeah. They, love for Crossroads. years in their staff culture, they did a uh, an award where you had to nominate your own team or yourself uh, regularly as a staff. It might have been monthly. I'm, it, I, the details are a little fuzzy in my brain. Where it was the same thing. Where you and they actually gave out. It's actually a like a uh, a toilet like toilet bowl that's like painted gold and you pass it around and it's like you had the worst mistake this month but yourself you're saying listen i screwed up here's an area that i did something wrong uh but again just fostering that hey we don't take ourselves too serious and we're going to make mistakes the reality of is we're going to do things that oh that didn't work that's uh that's a good thing yeah i love that well uh, there's this document that you've handed us can you tell us a little bit about this Uh, we're gonna like i said i know i mentioned it earlier uh we'll put it we'll have a link to it in the show notes but kind of talk us through Mm. what this is for people who want to dig deeper into dvlp and kind of the inner workings of it who would get this document how you know what are you trying to accomplish by this tell us more about that yeah so if you want to download it what you're going to see is our dvlp playbook and Mm -hmm. so it's uh, pretty much everything i've said and more written down Mm -hmm. Uh, which by the way that's uh that's always very helpful to write things down and so um yeah man so we our 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 staff uh reviews this regularly pretty much every Every 12 weeks when we're going to kick off DVLP, we go through it again. Because as you know, uh, playbooks age. And mm-hmm. in a changing culture, in a changing world, we're always iterating this. And so this is just mm-hmm. the latest version. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, yeah, man. So this is our DVLP playbook. You're going to see Love not it. just all the practicals of what we do, but you're also going to see the vision and uh, the vision we cast at the beginning as well. And so, yeah, man. So helpful. Anything else you want to share just before we uh, we wrap up here, Stone? Hmm. Dude, I think the last thing I would share, and, and you'll see this in the playbook that I just mentioned, is, um, man, I, I do think that, especially in our world that we're in right now with social media, anybody can, you know, uh, get two million followers or a million followers or whatever <laughs> and feel like they've built themselves a platform and they're 14. <laughs> mm-hmm, yes. And, uh, man, I, I think right now, more than ever, we live in a world that is overexposed and underdeveloped. Mm, and uh, so good 
what we want to do through DVLP is we want we don't just want to expose people. As a matter of fact, we don't just recruit people to a platform. We recruit people to a process. Mm-hmm. And it's in that process of development, of coaching, of mentoring, of discipleship, if you will. Um, and that we're really able to not just make great musicians and great stars, great artists, <laughs> great creatives. Man, we're able to make great followers of Jesus, man, who, who love Jesus, so who love the Bible. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> That's the biggest prerequisite for us, man, is we want people mm-hmm. on stage who love Jesus, who love his bride, who love his mm-hmm. word. And man, if you got that, everything else is just icing on the cake. And so, yeah, so man, good. that's the last thing I would leave leave with. Stone, I appreciate you being on today's show. There's so much more we could talk about this. I'd encourage people to follow along uh, with The Bridge, so much that we can learn. If people want to connect with you or with the church, where do we want to send them online? Yeah, man, uh, you can follow our church at, at Bridge Church TN at Bridge Church TN. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram. Uh, I have all the social platforms, but I'm on Instagram mainly. And you can just nice. follow me at Stone Meyer, S-T-O-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Perfect. Thanks so much, Stone. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for helping out and uh, excited for you guys. Looking forward to your launching a new location here. Thanks so much. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.